am Lemuel Gonzalez, repentant sinner, and along with Amory Armstrong, your heavenly host, I invite you to find a place in the pew for today's painless Sunday school lesson, Without Works. We start with a story of a man who is ashamed to the cloth in a short segment, hopefully. Get thee behind me, Felicia. Oh, hell no! I will start the conversation this way. We will have Amity read all the negative statements Jesus made about homosexuals and homosexuality, all the moral correction he directed as the founder of the Christian faith, the head of the Christian church, and as I and many others believe, God made manifest on earth. Here are his statements. This has been a reading of the Holy Scriptures where the Lord Jesus Christ condemns homosexuality. In all accepted canon, Jesus offers not a single word. Why not? There were obviously homosexual men and women in Jesus' time, and he had not a word to say against them. Of his disciples, no one has anything to say. It falls again on Paul, a man who claims the authority Christ gave to St. Peter to carry the baggage of Mosaic law into the new faith. 2,000 years later, this dynamic continues, this time by a pastor, Dylan Oz. Uh, Dylan is a pastor at the Steadfast Baptist Church in in Watauga, Texas, Mm -hmm. a organization labeled by the Southern Poverty Law Center as a hate group, and we'll find out why shortly, gave a sermon in the pulpit in June of 2022, wherein he excoriated homosexuals to the ends of saying, well, among other things, he says that all homosexuals are pedophiles. He says... And I am so sorry for this. This is why we need to put these people to death through the proper channels of government. These people are not normal. They are not your average everyday sinners. They have no hope of salvation. He says that he's he's giving this sermon in June because it is Pride Month. Uh, So he is talking about how we are not just celebrating or that they are celebrating the sin which he refers to as the worst sin in the Bible. And then he goes on to indicate that they should be sentenced to death, lined up against the wall, and shot in the back of the head. I'm sorry, I'm emotional. Uh, This is a man who was being filmed in a church in broad daylight comfortable enough to just go ahead and call for the execution of millions of people uh, on behalf of Christ? At which point, this is... hmm, Why didn't God smite him? Just smite, smite from the sky, like Zeus, take a Take a tip from some, from a story that you might not believe in. 
smite that dude where he stands. I, um, what is happening? What is happening? There's a, There's been an awful change in public discourse in this country, which is obvious and also, you know, it's, duh, of course there has been. Um, when I grew up, there was a more measured um, pro-life, so quote-unquote, opinion. Right. And there was also a more measured opinion towards homosexuals in the church. I can understand right? a, the church, the Christian church's mm-hmm. problem with homosexuality in as much as it leads to the lack of procreation. Right. That, with, with science today, is not true anymore. Okay. So now, right, I'm so, stymied. So to, <laughs> to, to finish what, you know, the, that, this point though, is that there was a measured approach. This is another example of the kind of extremist rhetoric that's now become part of what were conservatives, which at one point I fancied myself and I do no longer. Um, in, in answering what you said, it he's quoting, or rather, quoting Leviticus. Yes, he, he does read Bible verses. Um, they're all Old Testament, because mm-hmm. as you said, and I didn't, Jesus didn't say anything. Word one. So you can't go. You can go to the New Testament, but it's all Paul. And what is he it's writing? He's writing letters for money. And, and I think that as much as it's... I didn't really think about that, how um, how that would influence his writing until we had that conversation. Yeah. That's was just, literally all I can think it, about. It was just part <laughs> of the discussion on Paul. I was like, oh yes, he was... Romans is him writing money to get funds to see if he can take a trip to Spain to evangelize that. Um, and it never occurred to me... So he is appealing to the conservative because right. the rich are always conservative in some form Mm -hmm. that doesn't necessarily make them instantaneously dangerous the way that the word conservative today might flag somebody rich people are conservative because they want to hold on to the way things are because now they are rich the way that things are the way things currently are profit them i think which is Mm -hmm. is what the, the issue is and i think that in retrospect, when we started that series, I hadn't really thought much about it, as I said, because yeah. it was just a part of the story. Right, understood. These missionary trips around the world. Yeah. And, and then I thought, oh, good heavens, that's exactly what he was doing. He mm-hmm. was appealing to people who had particular prejudices. Mm-hmm. Um, to get dollars out of to that. To get money out of them, or later on, once he had established himself. It, it doesn't seem like there's a great deal of change, though, in his points of view. Paul starts out very much overdoing um, overdoing introducing Judaism back into Christianity. He doesn't see it as an extension or an outgrowth of it. He sees it as this is, um, I mean, I'm just speaking 2,000 years after he wrote it, of right. course, so I could be completely wrong. But he, he sees it as an extension of the Jewish faith rather than something altogether different. Right. And then he Which tries to merge the two of them. Christ was teaching in the frameworks of a, of the Jewish right. faith under which he was raised. Which Jesus both did and didn't. Right. Um, and so he's constantly, Jesus is very elusive on that point deliberately. He's like, 
I'm one of you, but I'm also, to my mind, not even human. So it's just like, this is my word to all of you. And he doesn't mention, again, not a single thing. What he's referring not a thing that mm. was worth writing down by the disciples. Right. Because we don't know every word there that Jesus are, spoke. We can't we know every word Jesus spoke. the three spoke. Gospels that are all synoptic, which means that they're all similar. And they're probably quoting an older source. Mm-hmm. There's the fourth Gospel, John's, which is very mystical and beautifully written. As a matter of fact, some people consider St. John is one of the, um, the uh, I believe is one of the patron saints of writing. But, again, that was like, gathering together more documents about Jesus afterwards, in none of this time does he say anything. Yeah. Um, And you would think that if it was this important, he would just come up front and say, The only people that he talks about are people who hurt children, Right. right? And so the equating of homosexuality with Mm -hmm. pedophilia, which there there is no correlation. There, There is not. Right. There are pedophiles in this world. I wish there weren't, but there are. Yeah. There are the same percentage of pen- pedophiles that are homosexual as are heterosexual. They they just are. And here's the other thing about being a pedophile. The gender of the child is less important because the fundamental attraction is to a child, a prepubescent child. And prepubescent, most children are very similar minus their organs. And that's not usually what's involved in pedophilia. I hate to get real granular Mm. about this, but... No, but we need that definition if... And and pardon us, I know this is a very strange topic to cover, but... The thing is, we have to address this. Yes. Because he's doing it in Christ's name, which is not at all. Yeah. What? So, yes. So, a lot. you'll right. hear the term pedophilia thrown around for people who want barely 18 and th- th- this this youth um, culture um, and this, this, this attraction, usually specifically of men to women, mm-hmm. very young women. But all those women are still... They have the sex characteristics of a full-grown, post-pubescent adult. Right. Breasts, hips, body hair. These are the things that make a woman versus Mm -hmm. a child. Pedophiles are not interested in 18-year-olds. They are interested in 8-year-olds. They are interested in people with no sex characteristics yet mm. because they are prepubescent. That is a... The word pedophile is thrown around way too much in our society. It has a specific meaning. And people who are pedophiles, a lot of them know how wrong it is mm-hmm. and struggle constantly with it. Nobody asks for this. It's a mental illness. And the problem with that is if you have these or urges and you go to a psychiatrist or a psychologist, that often doesn't go very well for you because the first human reaction, if you don't have these urges, is repulsion. It's vile. And the pedophile usually knows that it's vile. Usually it's, it, it is a tipping point where they fight off these urges until they can. 
that. Right. Okay? They are overcome. And if you're in the Christian framework, that is sin, that is that is the devil coming yeah. and 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 overpowering you. Okay? So otherwise or or it's mental illness. It's whatever your framework is, that's what it is. But homosexuals are no more or less likely to be a pedophile than a heterosexual. Any other member of the population? Just that's just right. what it is. Uh, males are more prone to it. So adult males are your problem group. The man saying all of this is an adult male. He's part of the problem group. If that's what you want to do, sir, then Let's get rid of, like, if you want to target an entire group that could be an issue, that's adult men. Well, his, <laughs> so his kind of his comment on it was, um, it's like a Oz. I'm not yes. sure. Oz. A W E S. Alleged that all gay people are pedophiles and all child molesters are gay, which is again not true. Which is factually, demonstrably untrue. He argued that it is for that reason they should be killed. And he quotes, I'm quoting him now, I'm not saying that every single homosexual that's alive right now has committed that act with a child already, because that would, uh, because could that be that they haven't had the opportunity yet? Because it could be that they didn't have the opportunity yet. And at some point, uh, they will at some point later in life. So basically, this is he why wants to put these to... people to death. He wants to... What's that Tom Cruise movie? I was about to suggest that. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like a... What was the name of that film? A precog... Right. Minority Report. Okay. He wants to minority report every homosexual. But then using that logic, we could... We could make sure that there's no rape by just stopping all men. Mm -hmm. Correct. He doesn't really no care about rape, but well, see, and this is what bothers me because if he's saying that a hundred percent of all, yeah, one second, sorry, <laughs> it's a Friday. There's mariachi music on the other side. <laughs> okay. um, he's saying that if uh, <laughs> if he's saying so that all, he's saying if he says that all homosexual men are child molesters. Right, and he just says homosexuals. Oh, he doesn't just, actually limit it to men, but right. he's probably targeting men because these people All also typically are, have right. less of an issue with with lesbians. All child molesters are gay. Is, is right part of his quote. So if uh, I don't, yeah, it, it's also how do you? There have been decades centuries mm -hmm. where gay people had to hide that they were gay. So how do you plan on following this through? If you just think someone is gay, then they well, then, I mean what yeah, are it, what what do you you are just making targets okay. of, a, of a community that is already a target. And how is that I thought Christ was about love. This is like, so far removed from what uh, Jesus is teaching that it's not even, you know, this person should get Jesus out of his dirty, dirty mouth. Um, but one of the um, one of the things that occurred to me is in reading his statements is that he really is, he does make a point that people should not personally take him up on what he's saying. 
The Bible also teaches that Christians should not kill, murder, or take the law into their own hands. Therefore, it is a civil government's authority to punish criminals. Right. So this he not wants murder, to but codify this in the exactly. law, and which is scarier. That I, is domestic terrorism. Yes, that is. And so when he is not being called in for questioning for making these statements, because I do believe that at a certain point when a person is threatening an entire group, Right, a minority group, even you know, this is a protected group right. as well. So this isn't free speech. This is so if the speech. government comes calling, right, his his First Amendment rights are not being violated. Right, and this isn't is not isn't, for religion and right, not for speech. It was a polemic, and it was a rant. And he goes on and makes these wild assertions to a crowd of people who are just going to accept him. These are the same people who will then go out and vote, trying to put someone in office who approximates this point of view. And that's the danger of what he's doing. And what he's saying, not just... First of all, there's the theological ignorance, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. There's also legal ignorance, because he literally says they should be tried for the crime of homosexuality and convicted of murder. What? What? When was... What? I think that he's one of those people who... Like, gets, never even watched a whole episode of Law and Order. No. <laughs> Got swept away by his audience and he just begins blathering, you know, idiots. He wrote this down. <laughs> like, he, uh. I, yeah, I, I don't... I don't understand the kind of hatred that goes into a person making statements like this. It's... It feels so personal to me. Mm -hmm. Like, I hope that he was not interfered with as a child, but that's the kind of hatred that it has. Or that he looks in the mirror and is afraid of what he's going to do. Where is this hate coming from? Yeah. Like, it's, it, this has to be bred and fed to have... So much hatred for millions of people you don't even know. Like, it's psychopathy. Right. It's so far out of pocket. And, but, full chest, light of day, with cameras on him. And he has no problem saying this to a group of people. And I can't even imagine... There was definitely a gay person in the audience. Oh, I'm sure. Yes, there were. And there, and gay people have heard this, obviously, because it got out on Twitter. Can you imagine uh -huh. having to do... Like, I don't even... I, I can't even imagine sitting in a pew and hearing this. If that's what you want your church to be associated with, I think that it's important to know when to get up and walk out. And I know you're in that Texas. They were people probably in that in there with guns on their hips. I don't. How scary is it to get up and walk out? I mean, I'm not walking into that church. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do a little bit of research before I walk into that right. church, and I will not walk into that church. Some people don't have that that luxury. That's a luxury that I yeah. have. Um, I was not raised in this situation. I have um, a friend who does a lot of uh, traveling. In the middle of the country, she used to come from there, or rather, spent a lot of time there, and found that although she's 
relatively agnostic, doesn't believe. Yeah. Um, she also doesn't talk to anybody about that. Because she never knows who will take it really the wrong way. You got to be careful. I mean, there are to... places in this state where right. I couldn't. Where I used to wear a pentagram around my neck, and I would take it off. Mm. In Bakersfield, I'm not wearing that. Right. I don't. Not nope. That's smoke that I don't. I'm not gonna right. try and. No, we're not doing it. Um. But you can't take off your homosexual. Like that's who. That's how God made them. I don't understand the the idea that, and again, to, to go back to my main point, Yeah, he's not going to do this himself. He wants the government to do it. He wants the government to do so it. So on the one hand, at least we don't have a bunch of, maybe we don't have a bunch of yahoos running around with guns, shooting up homosexuals and taking their property or stuff like that. But at the same time, it's equally dangerous to say, let's legislate this, because there are, as we've seen recently, Yep. There are enough people to vote the most ridiculous things into place in individual states. And yes, and right now the mm-hmm. Supreme Court is under um, review of a case that would move the entirety of the voting process into state legislatures' hands, mm-hmm. which would be. I'm going to go ahead and say the end of our democracy. That'd well, be it. That's going to be a wrap on the country. Yeah. Um, but the other side to that is he can say it's it's like saying TM, TM, TM at the end of, a, of, of an idea so that nobody steals it. Right. He's putting these ideologies in the heads of vulnerable people who are getting all kinds of this stuff pumped into their heads. And what happened on January 6th? Even more than that. Before that, the mass shootings that were happening at churches and synagogues. Absolutely. Okay. And the mass and shootings mosques. that are still happening. Right, exactly. There are people who are just predisposed. I don't know if it's predisposed. They have an inclination to follow... There are always going to be fanatics in every yep. kind of and the internet will belief system. pickle right. you in a hate that is so visceral that you will pick up a gun because they're super easy to get, right. and you will find the target of that hate: women, black people, Muslims, gay people. The Pulse nightclub shooting mm-hmm. is somebody who thought like this. Right? Right. And 60 some people were killed. It's just because he says, you know, I'm not saying do it, except you definitely well, are saying do it, wink, wink, wink at the camera. Like, you're definitely saying it. His, his kind of Christianity is one that I'm familiar with, but even as I was talking about earlier, when we had a more nuanced discussion, and there was a lot of us, even in the 80s, who were talking about, um, gay activism inside the church. It's like, mm. why can't we allow... And there was a... God, who was it? Tony Campolo, who was for Campus Crusade for Christ, who began... His wife I haven't heard that phrase in a long time. <laughs> ...talking to gay activists and leaders. And there was this kind of tension. I never knew, found out how it would go. But we'd also seen... Uh, we saw a documentary... Or not a documentary, a biopic of um, one of the pastors, Carlton Pearson. Yes. Um who also was kicked out of Oral Roberts University, or who yep. was presenting for Oral Roberts, because his whole idea was, why aren't we not accepting 
gay people, if God has created everyone, if everyone is yep. are, every one of us are his children, yeah. then why are we not accepting these people as well? Yeah. And it's it, there was this ongoing kind of... Because for a long time right. it was, you can be gay, but you can't do anything gay. Right, and by was, do anything gay, I mean have gay sex. Right. You have to live a partial life to be accepted, which is obscene to ask somebody to do. Right. Which I completely agree to the point, I mean, even now, um, there's a conversation that Pope Francis has opened up about ending the celibacy rule for priests. That would be very good. Because it really is the, there are so many people. I don't think that the priesthood attracts pedophiles. I don't think so either. I think that people who are running from their sexuality see a job that forces them to be celibate. Absolutely. And they run to it. That's a, that's a possibility, absolutely. Or uh, pushed to it. Right, pushed to it. Yeah. Um, and I, uh, I think I've mentioned that here before. I've worked in and out of the church all through my youth. I only wanted, knew of one pastor who ever took advantage of a member of his congregation, but I worked in the brief years I worked for Oakland Unified School District. Yes. Knew a few of these people who've been kicked out because they were um, uh, interfering. Interfering. They were being really inappropriate with, and these were grade school girls. Yep. Oh yeah. Between yeah. fourth and fifth grade. Yeah. They were they were um prepubescent. Right, that exactly. is uh, the key. And, These and are true pedophiles. So I think that it's in in this case I think that we this man obviously has never read the new part of the book. He's not a red letter Christian, obviously. Um I want I I would like here's what I would call uh, for. The Christian church to stand up and say, that's not Christianity. You can't right. use our name. Get our name um, out of your mouth. Which is what I would really want them to do. And that in in essence, that's why I feel like I have to address this, in, even in this small way. I'm just going, this is not Christianity. This is not what we represent. This is not what we're here for. We're not here to exclude everyone. Right? We're here because we have this belief inherently that God loves everybody. Every single last one of us, God loves us, God, and there is hope, there is redemption. Once you say something, what really broke it for me with the St. Paul um, series that we did was when he claimed the authority that Jesus passed on to St. Peter. You're the head of the church, and then Paul's like, well, I'm kind of the head of the church. That's, no. No, you can't contradict Jesus and keep going. Yeah. That's a basic... And so when I see something like this, I'm thinking, no, this is not what Jesus said either. And it doesn't matter that other people said things. Paul himself, at his worst, never, never advocated murdering these people. No, that's the and that's and and this distinction right. between murder and capital punishment is disgusting. Right. Uh, the Catholics would have a big, big right. problem with it because they don't they're not on board for capital punishment either because it's. Still, the deliberate ending of somebody's life, right, and exactly. guess what that is? That's murder. So, <laughs> like, yes, I fault them on their ideas about abortion because they're still very antiquated. However, I have to respect the fact that they see it on both ends. Yes, they're not hypocrites. At no. least they're just like, no, it's always wrong to kill somebody, regardless of 
where we're, um, if it's the beginning of a person's life or we're hastening the end of it. But, and so that's why a lot of times I actually felt I could have had that discussion about abortion with Catholic people who are just like, okay, let's discuss what this is and how different this right. is from actual murder. Right. Um, but, but capital punishment is actual murder. Right. Capital yes, that, that person did whatever, uh-huh. or more likely than not, they didn't, right. uh, which is was my original problem with capital punishment, but that's fine. Uh, but it's still, what well, I'm pretty sure that doesn't, that still doesn't give us right. the, the moral right, I'm using quotation marks, like air quotation marks, to end their life. No. And you can't certainly can't end a person because you're uncomfortable with the way that they live. No. And, and this this notion that again it's like you have to debunk his his uh his uh assertions point by point, which is yeah. not all homosexuals are pedophiles, pedophiles That's absolutely are equally ridiculous, yes. Um and also it's not the government's place ever to assign a person a crime before they commit a crime, and you can't you can't jail and execute somebody based on their orientation because then let's talk about that slippery slope we're yeah. always so fond of talking about, yeah. which is something we always do. I never understood the slippery slope, but when I was in a conservative family, but now that I see it works in other ways too, like if you stop a person from being gay with the point where they're so terrified they don't mention it and they're practicing in secret, we go back to that thing again. Yeah. Um, then what's to stop them from going, well, if homosexuality is an orientation, what about your skin color? Yep. And then we're back to, you know... These are also the same groups of people who mm-hmm. are like, yeah, but it's okay to get married, to a, for a grown man to get married to a 13-year-old. And I think that and it's just like also the reason well, why he says that all pedophiles are homosexual. Because he wants to just take away the possibility of... a. Right. Straight man being a pedophile. <clears throat> what are you doing in your home, sir? Whichever the case, it's we're calling him out. This man has this man has no claim to the gospel. This man should be locked up. Right. He should be. He should absolutely have his voice taken away from him. <laughs> right. He does not need to be preaching mm-hmm. to anyone. Here's yes. the problem. Even if he loses his pulpit tiktok exists reddit exists youtube exists we're getting to a point where it is very easy for you to spread very damaging rhetoric and ideas and it's happening all over the internet in all kinds of ways um but anti-gay and anti-women are the top two. They are right now, yes. Right, yes, right now. And it may switch, but... And it will be anti-black and anti-Hispanic. And I, that's all there as well. I'm, I would not say that it asian for a little while now. It's, yep. Uh, the idea that we... Like I said, the, the country is doing this sort of weird reverse tidal wave. And so that has to be acknowledged every time it sh- shows up. What's happening, I think, maybe is the long con, the long game that the Republicans have been doing since the 70s mm-hmm. is starting to pay off. For them, but it's also destroying them at the same it's time. It's destroying them at the same time because I think about half of them thought they were kidding, mm-hmm. didn't know that it went that deep, 
didn't know they were going to go that hard. And and on the other side, we got a lot of people who were like, well, they're people. They're reasonable. We can talk to them. We have left that behind. Right. So now we need to start listening to the people on the progressive side that say they are not reasonable. And the only thing to do to a fascist is punch him in the face. There's not, there is not any common ground that you're going to find. They are so far gone. To be clear, we're not advocating the random punching of people in the face either. Well, I'm going to say it depends on the person. Honestly, I am not about, I am not about physical violence. Mm. I am not about putting hands on people. Would I punch this dude in the face? 100%. I probably... And he'd fold like laundry. (laughs) And I can't throw a punch for anything. Yes, I, I don't. Yeah, that's a tough one. It's like, would I punch this guy in the face? I, and then I would wash my hands <laughs> for days. I think that there are people like this who I really wish I could just... Could I hit him with a pie? Would that be all right? That's pie. like Donald Trump's biggest fear. So so weird. I, it's, it's weird. It's, I, we don't need to get into it. It's weird. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that... This man needs to be well. I don't sanctioned. Sanctioned. He needs to be and watched. He needs to be on a watch list. I'm sure that he's on a watch list. They need to be tapping his phones. They need to be monitoring who he's talking to online. Right. They need to have eyes on him on the regular. They need to see who he's interacting with, because you are also throwing a lot of smoke in a way that makes me think, what's going on in your house, though. Well, the Matt Gates thing. Exactly. He's a good example of a person mm-hmm. who just like throws up like an octopus. He's throwing at the screen. You don't know where he is. And you're like, wait, where'd he go? And it's, it's just... Oh, he's trafficking children in right. Florida. Don't mind him. Yeah. It's um, it's not good, y'all. Right. But but sadly, so w- w- this is the world. This is the world. And so what we're doing now is we're bringing attention to this, both to the church, that church, and that man. And that man. Don't. And, and like, have some thoughts. Have some, have sit with what he is saying. Mm -hmm. And then, you know. And remember, if you do believe in Jesus, think about what we did earlier. We put together all of his scriptures excoriating People homosexuality. Of, hom- yeah. of who cannot in any way, they're, I mean, this is just who they are. It's just who they are. And so, it's just who they are. that, uh, yeah, so once you He's also this, probably, I, I guarantee you that he has a problem with trans people and gets everything oh, confused because sure he yes. doesn't understand the difference between sex and gender and sexuality and sexual the, orientation. And, and like, I think that the, that's part of a bigger conversation that people need to have about sexuality. Period. And not just people in the church, everywhere. Everybody, because, we need a yeah. better sex education course. We need to learn younger mm-hmm. the difference between gender and sex. And we need to learn the difference between both of those things right. and sexual orientation. Like, these are just things that we need to learn that we didn't learn. It's the, we need to, that needs to be updated in the school system from when I was a kid when we got uh, none of that. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing that we need to unlearn from the school system is racism is when somebody calls you the N-word. Right. That's not what racism is. <laughs> racism is Subtle, the it's bones of our right. country. That's what racism is. 
it's not just it's not looking you at the fa- in the face and calling you the n word. That is racist. That is not what racism is. I I think um because too many people right. all over this country come back with, well, I I didn't say any, so I didn't call you a slur, so I'm not racist, and it's like I think that we need to change, and I don't know that it can be done really without just a massive change in attitudes but or maybe that's what needs to happen it just needs to be a massive change of attitudes it needs to be a change of attitudes in terms of what we think and we need to stop embracing and this is going to sound horribly unpatriotic we need to stop embracing this american culture in this way, we need the to stop... The infallibility of America. Right. We need to stop addressing the um, Constitution like it's sacred writ. Yep. We need to... Well, <laughs> uh, maybe the Bible, too, but that's a different <laughs> argument. Well, no one made those claims for the Bible until much, much, much later. Yeah. So, um, and even St. Paul didn't make those claims for the Bible. Or, or not the Bible, but the scriptures as they existed. Yeah. Um, and also, I want to point out, mm-hmm. um, and we should actually talk about this more in depth, maybe in another episode. Um, the Bible, as a whole, didn't say anything about homosexuality until 1946. Right, which is a whole other issue, which is, it depends on the translation that you're reading. Right. I, I remember... But they do use mm-hmm. terms like masturbator, but you can't call out the masturbators in the pews, because... They're all of them. All of them. All of them are that. So we need to target a smaller demographic. Let's call them homosexuals. There's um, there's euphemisms that are used in the King James Version. Well, the King James Version is a problematic thing anyway. Quite a long time ago. Um, and the King James was the version I grew up with. And so... The issue is it's probably the most beautiful, beautifully written document in the English language. However, it, at the same time, has a lot of horrible things that it says, or there's a lot of mistranslations. I've read one scholar who recently brought up the idea that the, the text itself, some of the texts might have been interfered with, and he doesn't believe that Paul actually had some of these statements about homosexuality. Yes. Or that he meant something else. Yeah, the King James Bible was made was 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 commissioned. Right. Right. It's got a king's name on it. So, do you think there may have been some uh, ulterior motives as to what made it into the book or not? Because I I think that there were probably some ulterior motives as to what made it into the book. Well, um, so we should talk about right. Bible versions. That's a, That should be a... And we're going to talk a little bit about that in our next segment. Yes, good. Um, but 1611, that's when it yes. was written. And so... Well, that's when it was finalized. Well, it's when the, <laughs> the whole thing was assembled and yeah. put together from... Basically, it was based on even older work by scholars. And so the end result was um, that the modern English translations, yes, they began using words like homosexual... Uh, I remember reading that from one of my first gay friends was just pointing out to me, mm-hmm. you like that translation, but it it changes things. It mm-hmm. changes the dynamic. So, yeah, we'll, we'll talk more about yeah, that. Yeah, we'll but talk once more again, about that. Don't listen to this man. He's uh, not doing the Lord's work. Go away. Go away. 
Next up, we take a moment to consider something very familiar through a new lens in The More You Know. Pray then like this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts, as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And then there's the Protestant breakdown of, for yours is the power and the glory. <laughs> now, so Jesus was a very practical prophet. He spent his time in action. He, he did didn't not have spend, much of it, so yeah. <laughs> he did not spend hours uh, conceiving and embroidering elaborate prayers. This is not to say, criticize cultures that do, but Mm-mm. there are some that have prayers for absolutely everything, individual prayers. When asked for a prayer from one of his disciples... He, the unnamed disciple, Jesus produced this. Now, there are two versions, one in the Gospel of Matthew and one in Luke, with slight variations. Yeah. Some scholars reflect, I think that reflects the shift from uh, Jewish Christianity to a more universal Christianity. Gotcha. But the Lord's Prayer is an interesting example of how things have been added to the actual scripture. I learned the prayer with the addition of the doxology, Amen, praise to God, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Always assumed growing up in the church that this was part of the prayer. It was not said by Jesus, but it was included in the King James translation of the the scripture. And uh, those translations were based on earlier uh, what they thought was an ancient manuscript, but it actually wasn't. It was a more modern manuscript. Somebody dipped it in tea. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you make it It seem. It wasn't a a deliberate falsehood. It's like they found an old Greek manuscript. But it was not as old as they thought it was. It was something done by the established church. Gotcha. They would all, the congregation would say the prayer together, and then the priest himself would read the doxology, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Right. And I never heard that until I was an adult. I didn't grow up saying the Lord's Prayer. I knew I'd heard it. Right. But I never heard the the remix. (laughs) I didn't even know the word doxology until right now. Jesus did, like I said, he was very practical and very kind of forward momentum. He had a lot of... He was a real something's lost and can't be found, please St. Anthony, look around kind of guy. No. <laughs> He's always out too. And this is part of the reason we watched, uh, for our other podcast, we watched um, uh, an adaptation of Nietzsche Katsunakis' book, The Last Temptation of Christ. Yes. And what threw me off in that film was just how how not Jesus that character is. The Jesus character who's always indecisive. No, Jesus is very decisive. You want a prayer, comes out with a prayer on the spot, right? He's just that kind of person. And instead of teaching any number of prayers for it, he doesn't. When he wants to say, what is the ritual that binds us all together in the church? There's one. There's the Eucharist. That's it. What do you do when you accept Christ? Accept Christ. You're baptized, take communion, and that's it. He was very kind of minimalist. Bada bing, bada boo. Exactly. <laughs> and he, so I think that... Don't kill anybody. Don't kill anybody. Don't kill anybody. Right. Hey, everybody, if you're going to stay with me, don't kill anyone. When we went through, because we were discussing this morning, um, the idea of how someone boiling down all of Buddhism into a couple of phrases. And I mentioned to you that Jesus did that with what he saw as the Law and the Prophets. 
love the Lord your God with all your mind and all your heart and your soul, and then love your neighbor as yourself. And that's it. You didn't need ten commandments, you got it done in two. Because if you do that, you're fulfilling all the law, all the prophets, and you don't need this kind of restriction of rules. And that's also one of the reasons why, uh, why subsequently, people had a problem with it. But what we're going to do right now is we're going to read some alternative versions of the Lord's Prayer. See, because we posted some, and they're going to be also in the show notes. We've done this because the King James translation, so well known and memorized, has those errors in it. And Pope Francis brought attention to this when he addressed the line, and lead us not into temptation. Mm. And Pope Francis said, it is not a good translation because it speaks of a God who induces temptation. Yeah, that, is, that is true. Who, <laughs> I'm the one who falls. It's not him pushing me into temptation to then see how I have fallen. And then later he makes a comment that I thought was terribly funny, which is he's not standing there with the banana peel, just waiting just for you waiting to look at you, yep. you fell down. Yep. It also, lead me into temptation is exactly what the devil is doing in right. the last temptation of Christ. That's literally what he is doing. Right, exactly. But Like, the, I could give you, what if I, how about mm, you, and na, 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 na. Right, exactly. Jesus is not doing that, God is not doing The that. actual temptation is, so do you want to die for everyone, or can I just give you the kingdom, but you have to worship me. Why are you starving? You could be eating bread. Well, I do want to make a quick point having yeah. to do with the news. I'm going to need Christians to lay off debt forgiveness when this is the Lord's Yes, prayer. exactly. Forgiveness. It's one of our big words. We use it all the time. It's not just forgiveness, though. The forgiveness of debt. Right. Not the forgiveness of hurt. Mm-hmm. Which is a different animal. Right. This is specifically debt forgiveness. So could we just calm down on the $10,000 that now people don't have to pay? It was all interest anyways. Your tax money's not paying for it. But we can have an economics lesson later. Okay. <laughs> okay, so... I just keep seeing that phrase and I'm like... It's these people. It's the people who know what this is and say this on the reg, and they're out here screaming, well, I paid mine, so you should have to pay yours. It's wild. Okay, so I'll do the Lord's Prayer, the New Living Translation. Okay. Which is, Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need and forgive us our sins, as we have forgiven those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. The evil, the evil one is one that I see, I've seen in a lot of translations, right. where it is not just evil, the concept, it is specific, which is a little bit weird, because I don't believe that Jesus talked about the devil. He talks about the devil in a way that could be completely, how can I put it? One of Jesus' three things that he did on earth is preaching all the time. He's does making miracles, right? But he's also performing exorcisms. Oh, okay. But his way of performing exorcism is like, get out, out. And he doesn't. Well, because he doesn't have to say in Jesus' name. <laughs> right. It's just like, get out, out. And it's funny. It's like he's almost, you can see him like, shoo, go. <laughs> like he's talking to well, a dog. He is <laughs> right. God. If you believe that sort of thing. So. Sometimes the demons are just like, oh, it's you. And they scram on their own. 
And he doesn't warn about it, but he's warning about it in a very different way. Um, one of the, uh, the stories that he tells is that he says that sometimes when a spirit is cast out of a man, he goes wandering the earth looking for dry places to rest. Always creeped me out. Yeah. And then he says, but then when it's wandering, it finds, it comes back to the place it used to live, the man and finds him swept and clean and ready, and then he comes back in and invites seven of his demon friends. Mm, legion. And the man is much worse than he was in the beginning, mm-hmm. which is talking about... This is like diet culture. Right. Lose 20 pounds, gain 100. Oops. That's very much what it's <laughs> like. And so you can see almost like a metaphor for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if Jesus is specifically referring to the evil one here and what he means. Right. It's, it's, it's just odd to be for it to have... There, there are a few of them in here, I see, that say that. Do you right. want me to do the message one? Yes, the message one I'm really curious in your opinion about. Our Father in heaven, reveal who you are. Set the world right. Do what's best, as above, so below. Keep us alive with three square meals. Keep us forgiven with you and forgiving others. Keep us safe from ourselves and the devil. You're in charge. You can do anything you want. You are a blazing beauty. Yes, yes, yes. That's a little ecstatic for me. <laughs> and I did that wrong because you're in charge has an exclamation point. You can do anything you want has an exclamation point. You're a place and beauty has an exclamation point, point, but the yeses only have periods. Yes, period. Yes, period. Yes, period. I don't like that ending. That ending makes the the last you're in charge on down sounds like you're talking to your dom. Oh, God. Am I am I wrong? Um, well, I didn't think about that. Until <laughs> you're in charge. You can do anything want you want. You're a blazing beauty. Yes, yes, yes. Is in some spicy novels I can point you to. That's okay. wild. The rest of it, though, I do like. Except, I also like the the, the sort of ballsiness of reveal who you are. Uh, why? Do you get to tell him what to do? Because it seems like that's not a thing you should What's do. interesting is how much closer, though, we can get to the spirit of the thing in different words. Mm-hmm. And what fascinated me about this was using the phrase, as above, so below. As above, so below, right. Which is, you know, from, I always mispronounce his name, so I'm trying to be very careful. Uh, one of the sayings of Hermes Trismegistus. Trismegistus? Or Trismegistus? Trismegistus. And in one of the Emerald Tablet. And I, I, I always avoid saying his name. Thrice Great Hermes is the best way to put it. Quoting another famous religious figure who yes. also figures in both the early church and in Islam. Um, Peoples of the book. Yes. And, and not to mention Hermetic. Uh, traditions, of course, are based on Thrice Great Hermes, but it's an interesting phrase. Oh, Hermetic, the word hermit mm-hmm. comes from his name. Yes. Because in Egypt, he's worshipped as a god. Uh, Greek god Hermes, Egyptian, Egyptian god Thoth. Thoth. That's my favorite name for an Egyptian god. I say today, it'll change. But um, I, the idea as above, so below actually does fit what Jesus said, though. Yeah, on earth, on earth as, as it, it is, is in heaven. heaven. And it's like, 
Yeah. Huh, that that created an interesting synergy to me. Like, what do we, maybe there is... Here's an upsetting thing about okay. that phrase is it's starting to feel more like earth to heaven or earth to hell as we're above and it's so, as so... Like, it feels like we've switched, like there's been a switch flipped and we're in the dark universe where the below is now hell and we're the above. <laughs> right, I saw a film with basically that. It's oh, no, don't look at that movie. That movie is not good. Oh, God, it was terrible. And it just mm-hmm. at the last minute, it just sort of peters out, and you're like, oh, okay. What was the point of yeah. all of this? Yeah. The, but the idea was using that phrase, and often you you find, or not, well, fairly often, you can find that there's these correlations between actual Christianity and other faiths. Of course. And when I saw that, I thought, that's an interesting way to that's, reuse that phrase. That's where one of my beliefs about Jesus comes from, mm. which is uh, the end of his um, reincarnation cycle, born into Judith, Jewish faith, right. trying to impart as much wisdom as he knows in the faith in which he is raised. Because this well, is a, these are the people that are around him, and he can't talk about these other faiths because these are not that is not the faith that these people are in. That is the, so that well, is that is sort of how I wrap my ra- brain around right. the existence of Jesus. He does a. I had a really interesting comparative religions teacher, and his idea was when he was teaching Jesus, there was a moment or his his lessons on Islam, Christianity. Um, Buddhism, Hinduism, and he sort of went on and, and did these systematic or chronologically, basically. Uh, but when he came to um, when he came to dealing with Buddhism, he talked about there's these influences on Buddhism that came from Hinduism, mm-hmm. even older versions of the faith. And he said his own personal kind of conversion experience was based on realizing how all these people are saying the same thing. The same thing. Yep. That they reach a point. Yeah. And he when he talked about Jesus, it was we had a really great conversation outside the classroom at one point. Right. Um and the idea was not just how Jesus is seen by people like me who practice mm-hmm. Christianity, but Jesus is an active person in every faith. Yeah. Every faith yeah. has a version of Jesus. And and most of those faiths take Christ and leave Christians. Thanks. Right. Absolutely. Um, Islam has a version of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, the the um, the Buddhist idea of Jesus, and they, the, there are some Buddhists who believe he was a bodhisattva. Yeah, there are people who believe that He's he traveled. And, right. that, and that is sort of where I'm at. Yeah. It's, uh, that, yes, with the, with the reincarnation path. Um, and there's also the the, the Hindu is uh, the Hindu the members of the mm-hmm. Hindu faith mm-hmm. who claim that he is an incarnation of one of the Hindu trinity, Krishna He's or Krishna or Vishnu or Vishnu. Yeah, I guess depending on your take, you could right. go either way with that. Yeah. And so it's it, it becomes this thing where it's like, oh no, it's just bigger than what we believe because yeah. as we've mentioned several times, there's there's nothing wrong with what he says he's supremely humanist in the way that he, he is we don't there's not ableism uh-huh. there's not racism there's not uh homophobia right. or transphobia none of that is in his we uh, we have not had to re- we we have to 
do a lot of canceling of Christians. Right. But Christ has maintained pretty... Yes, he's been very direct and very straightforward. And what he does, the things he does discuss, although often he'll, like I said, we've talked about earlier, he will cut himself off. He's going off on some sort of obtruse theology. It's like, yeah. that's not the point. That's the point the is, point. you're supposed to love each other. Right. Here's one, one other version of the Lord's Prayer, which oh. I'm going to read. Okay, I want to talk about the contemporary English. Is that the one which you're is the do? one I'm going to read. Okay, good. Our Father in heaven, help us to honor your name. Come and set up your kingdom so that everyone on earth will obey you as you are obeyed in heaven. Give us our food for the day. Forgive us for doing wrong as we forgive others. Keep us from being tempted and protect us from evil. Yeah, so in this case, the debt is removed, and, mm. and we are talking about forgiveness of harm. Right. But I particularly hang on the, come and set up your kingdom so that everyone on earth will obey you. Well, that's one of those phrases that could very easily get misused by like people we talked about in the first segment. Right, but what I read it as mm. is a pleading of, make the world a, a good enough place that people will see the glory of it, of you mm. in it, which we are not doing, everyone. We are not doing yeah. it. We're not living up to that. No. But I could see that being a powerful call. Yeah. And certainly in times of strife for Christianity, a pr- a, 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 the, that prayer, that right. ask part of a prayer for... I see your glory, let others see your glory, right. so that, one, so that I'm not continually persecuted for for my sight, right. and two, so that we can, all boats rise. That's that's right. what it feels like, but we aren't, that's not yeah, where we I, are. I worry about that world. being misused, but at the same time, no, I understand your point, that's beautiful. I just, I, I'm trying to, and what motivated this was... Because everyone on earth. Right, everyone on earth. That is a call to make it so good that everybody wants right, a piece exactly. of it. Which right now we are so fractured and broken that I don't even see how. Yeah. As close as we are with social media, we are so fractured and it's it's a paradox that is uh, mind-boggling. So yeah. But, but yeah, as I was saying, yeah. the the idea behind it really came from the fact that I wake up in the morning, I see the Lord's Prayer, and I go. I keep saying this phrase, to, you know, lead us not to temptation, which I don't believe that God does. Right. So, I was, so you're looking, I was for, like, you're looking going, for a new... I needed to find another way. And then when I started reading how many other translations of this there are, um, and also how you can say the same thing, even, as I said, using other faith traditions incorporated into it, I was just kind of amazed. It's like, wow, this, this last version is actually close to my favorite. Protect us from evil. It's not assigning the devil as a source of evil. It's evil. Yeah, it it, it backs up from the evil one, which is right. in a couple of these other ones, and goes back to general evil. Um, I like a request to help us honor your name. Right. Like, like you seem to be missing here. Yeah. Sh- show me why. Help me see why I'm still saying this every day right. why i'm still calling myself a christian there's a uh, there was a moment i think not too long ago where and i don't know what anticipated it but um 
I was singing to myself all the time. I don't know if you remember that. And there was a song stuck in my head from my childhood. And it was one of Andre Crouch's hymns. Okay. Uh, We need to hear from you. I don't know if you've ever heard that one. I Probably not, realistically. We need a word from you. If we don't hear from you, what will we do? Wanting you more each day. Show us your perfect way. There is no other way that we can live. And there's this... It follows with a, a couple of... Because Andre Crouch is a wonderful singer. and um, Because sometimes it does not feel like God is right. with you. And that's what, for a person who is has this long ministerial career, to actually just make this song. Yeah. Yeah. And that is really validating because I see a lot of, I, y'all on TikTok, I get a lot of ex-evangelicals shocking with right. the, with what we're doing here. Um, and a lot of them talk about how they, they would be sitting in pews and they'd be seeing people taken with the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and they were like, well, they must be faking it. Right. Which is how I, I'm always like, that feels performative. That Mm -hmm. feels like that you've been shown how to prove your love and you're doing it. Rather than, and and a lot of them were rather than, I wish I felt that way. Mm -hmm. It was an automatic, there's no way, (laughs) there's no way that that's legitimate. And so for those people, and for the people who also, there were, there are people who, see those performative displays whether those perform mm-hmm. those those displays and want that right. and think that they're doing something wrong to not have that and that and to have a pastor or a, an elder in the church validate those feelings is important for the church <laughs> that is i'm not going to say propaganda but mm-hmm. i am going to say you're doing some damage control with your populace, right? right? Well, and that's kind of what his... <laughs> but it also thing. means you're listening to those people. Andre Crouch is a black man. Okay. And he started this whole kind of movement to revolutionize gospel music in the 70s. So when Good job. When you <laughs> listen to this kind of plea, you're listening to the plea of a black man going... I need you right now. I need you to show up. I need you to be present. Um, One of the verses, destruction is now in view. Seems like the world has forgotten all about you. Children are crying and people are dying. They're they're lost without you. And if we seek your face and turn from our wicked, wicked ways, you promise to heal our land. What I would like more than anything else is for people to realize that they're loved. Yeah. There there are no mistakes. You're not a freak of nature. Yeah. And I remember reading a Radcliffe Law, uh, I got a, for my first, uh, my first real gay friend, uh, we got her, uh, me and her girlfriend got together and got her a book for her, um, her uh, birthday. Uh Uh-huh. The Well of Loneliness by Radcliffe Hall. 
And how how old were you all at this point? Oh, we were in our twenties. Okay. And so, the thing is that this was a special edition of the book, and it had the text, which is a a story about unfortunately being written in the twenties, I think, or thirties. It's a tragic lesbian story. But there were pages in front which were famous literary figures talking about how important this book is. And I think it was one of the um, progressive intellectuals, I don't know, I can't remember if it was Huxley or, or Wells or one of them, who just says, this is an outstanding book about one of the cruel carapaces of nature. And I'm like, that's from one of your supporters. Yeah. You know? So it, it's not just... If you believe that you're like you got away from the idea of God to get away from that kind of discrimination, yeah, there's still people discriminating against of you, of course, yeah, on your own. But again, going back to what I was saying, you're loved, you're wanted, you're here for a reason, right? And that reason might be nothing more than just being with other people, understanding them, yep, and for you to understand you're not, yourself, yeah. Better. Yeah, and we've 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 ground especially in our culture, right. ground us into your worth is based on your production. Right. And your worth is not it's not about being productive. And it doesn't matter you right. disabled people worthy. Gay people, trans people, black and brown people, indigenous people right. worthy. Can you not work? Worthy. <laughs> Can you not speak? worthy can you not hear or see worthy like you're and not just for other people's enrichment no not just (laughs) but the thing is that you're i believe that every person has an unlimited potential for good and that sounds very optimistic but the more that we struggle with our own nature to become better the more we learn about ourselves, the better we can become, and we can pass that on. We don't need to keep doing what we're doing, which is scurry, 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 scurry forward, and then it gets tossed back. You know, it's it's just like we've had any number of people trying to, and I was having that discussion with another friend too, everyone from Buddha to Marcus Aurelius, to all these people carrying the football down the line and then having it kicked back to where it started again. And we just have to keep losing this yardage and we have to stop that. But to all these people, the people we talked about today, these people, God loves you. God cares about you. In my faith, God died for you. But you don't owe him anything. You don't. Except to be good. Owe him anything except for the way that you treat other people. Yep. That's what I meant would be good. Acknowledge <laughs> that, that, I mean, whether or not you acknowledge that God exists, as I've said before, every good thing that you do furthers kind of this worldview, this idea that we are better than this, better than what we're behaving like right now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, this country right now is probably the least godly it's ever been. Yes, it is. If you consider godly a positive uh, descriptor. I do, and I really desperately want to return to these kind of 
more thoughtful days where we can sit and think and talk and reason and and understand all the things that um that we're gifted with especially here we live in a very privileged country and to say that other people shouldn't be as privileged as we are or to say that other people deserve to be lined up and shot no 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 that brings us to the end of this week's episode if you liked it please subscribe and leave us a review and uh share it with a friend or seven we have an internet home with outworkspodcast.com our show notes and links to stories we talk about can be found there we're also reachable at withoutworkspod at gmail.com, on Twitter at withoutworkspod, and on Facebook at withoutworkspodcast. All that information on the website in handy, clickable links. So head over there and have a look around. I've been Amity, and he's been Lemuel, and we urge you to go out and do something good. Everybody's got a little light under the sun, under the sun, under the sun.